0: You're listening to the St. John's Diamond Creek Podcast, recorded live each Sunday at St. John's Anglican Church, Diamond Creek. This episode presented by Catherine Sheehan's. Um, I had quite a funny experience this morning, having come back from the young adults weekend away, and I wanted to thank everyone at the morning service for having been praying for us, and I was like, we had a really great time of, and in my head, I'm like, growing it up, growing it up, growing it up, and I was like, wait, um, building relationships and getting to know one another better, so yeah, it was just quite funny. Uh, so I'd like to start um, by praying, so if you'd please join me in that. God, thank you for your word. Thank you for uh, this parable that Jesus told about a widow and an unjust judge. God, thank you uh, for the opportunity to spend some time now thinking more about what uh, you want to encourage us in. And we ask, Father, that as we think about this, would you please change us and shape us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So tonight we're going to be focusing on the parable um, that Mez read for us. And verse one uh, fairly clearly tells us that Jesus told his disciples a parable to show them that they should pray always and not give up. In a different translation that I uh, had a look at, it says then Jesus told them a parable about their need to pray always and not to lose heart. Well, there we go, that's the point of the parable and my talk, pray always and don't lose heart. Well, it's sort of the main point that I want to make tonight, because Jesus very clearly is encouraging his followers then and us now that we should pray always and not lose heart. And I think it would be easy for me to just leave it at that. But I want to suggest that this parable actually has a lot of depth and richness to it. And I'd like to spend a bit of time exploring that tonight. I'd also like to put forward that I think he's actually being much more specific than just giving us this general, broad, sweeping encouragement to pray, which, of course, we, we, we do get from Jesus and we do see throughout the Bible. But I think this particular parable, he is wanting us to focus on something more specific. So the two main areas I'd like to focus on are persistence in prayer and the power of persistent prayer. And um, I think my dad in particular would be very proud of my use of alliteration uh, in those two points. So starting with persistence in prayer, Jesus tells his disciples a parable about their need to pray always and not lose heart. Well, what does he mean by pray always? It's an idea we come across in Other parts of the Bible, for example, we're told to be faithful in prayer. And we're told to pray in all circumstances. Now, I'm sure like me, most of you sleep and eat and do other things with your time. So what does Jesus mean when he says pray always? It might seem really obvious, but I want to highlight that what he's actually giving attention to here, what he's pointing out is this idea of persistence or perseverance in prayer. Jesus is encouraging his disciples to persevere in prayer. He is encouraging us to persevere in prayer, to not lose heart and to not give up. But why does he say that we need to pray with perseverance? Why does Jesus feel the need to encourage his disciples not to give up? What reason would they have, what reason would we have to lose heart? Okay, so what reason would they have to lose heart? And this is my interactive part of the talk tonight. Um, Is there anyone in the audience who can shout out, do you know what's about to happen to Jesus? Any thoughts? Something pretty significant. Anyone? Anyone? He's going to go into Jerusalem, arrested, and then what happens after he gets arrested? He gets crucified, <laughs> he gets crucified on a cross. Yeah. So I think Jesus is, is well-timed in this encouragement because he knows that his crucifixion, his death on a cross, is something that his followers and his friends are about to face. So he encourages them. He knew after, their crucif- after his crucifixion, that his followers would be at their breaking point. Just when they thought that everything they had been praying for and everything that they had been hoping for had finally, finally, finally come, they are left scattered, broken, and hopeless. And I think that the disciples probably stood there and felt like even if God had heard their prayer, he certainly hadn't answered it. I want to focus for a moment on the word justice because uh, this, this story that Jesus tells is actually quite short, but he uses the word four times. It's what the widow is asking the judge for. It's what God's people are crying out day and night for. And Jesus says that it is what God will bring that he will bring justice. So what's it about? I think that through this parable, Jesus is encouraging us to pray a particular type of prayer. And it starts to make more sense when we actually look at the context of where this parable is in the text in Luke. If we take a step back and go back to chapter 17, we can see that Jesus is actually being asked a question by these people called the Pharisees, who are the religious leaders of his time. And the question they're asking is about when will the kingdom of God come? And he replies to them by telling them that it's not something that they're going to be able to observe, something that they're going to be able to see. And in chapter 17, verse 22, he then turns to his disciples and he says... The time is coming when you will long to see one of the days of the Son of Man, but you will not see it. What is he talking about? What is this days of the Son of Man that he's talking about with his disciples? Well, what he means is that his followers are going to long to see God's kingdom come and for God's will to be done on earth as it is in heaven, but they will not see it. Jesus isn't simply encouraging them to pray and not give up, to pray, but to pray a particular type of prayer and not give up. To pray for God's kingdom to come and God's will to be done. When we pray for God's kingdom to come and his will to be done, what we are praying for is that God would bring justice. What's that look like? Well, it's about asking God to make things right in the world. That people would be held accountable for their actions. That the wrong and the evil in this world, things like famine and racism and terrorism and damage to our environment and selfishness and greed, would be made right. Jesus isn't simply encouraging us to pray and not lose heart. He is encouraging us to persevere in praying a particular type of prayer and not lose heart. To pray persistently that God's kingdom would come and his will would be done. And I think why Jesus encourages us to persevere like the widow in a situation where it appears that the odds are stacked against us and the reason that he tells us not to lose heart is because that he knows that it is going to seem like our prayer for justice and our prayer that God would make things right in the world isn't being answered. And he knows that when we face that reality, we're going to be discouraged, we're going to be disappointed, and very possibly we're just going to give up. So he goes about encouraging us by telling us this story about a widow and an unjust judge. I want to point out, um, if you don't know very much about uh, the context of what what, uh, a widow looked like in this situation, so in Israel she would have been a complete outcast in her society. And it's actually really odd in this story that a widow is coming to the judge, that a woman is coming to the judge. And what, what that actually means is that she didn't have a man who could represent her. The only advantage that she had in this situation was persistence, was perseverance. Jesus uses an example of a widow because he wants to highlight just how hard it was for her to persevere, just how many obstacles were in her way. She would have faced more obstacles than anyone else in her society in this situation. these obstacles could have easily led her to be demoralized, disappointed, and choosing to just give up and walk away. As we persevere in prayer, Jesus is acknowledging there will be many obstacles and it won't be easy. And I really love that he uses the example of a widow uh, to, to tell us this because he's not pretending like it's going to be straightforward and easy and just keep going and be optimistic. That's not what he's saying. He knows firsthand how hard it is to keep coming to God in prayer, asking and crying out for justice when we did the um, survey sort of thing at the start, you know, we, we see there just how many times Jesus is coming to God in prayer. He knew that we would be tempted to give up and lose heart in light of what seems to be an unchanging situation. A situation where all the odds are stacked against us. A situation when we might feel like we are a helpless widow crying out to an unjust judge a judge who is indifferent cold and unwilling to hear or answer our prayer have you ever felt like that i know i felt like that sometimes i feel like i cry out to god for the things that are on my heart for justice in this world and I feel like I am just a helpless widow standing before an unjust judge who does not want to listen. Sometimes I feel like the odds are stacked against me. Throughout the Bible, we see many people who approach God and lament his apparent unwillingness to answer their prayer. And I want to share with you um, a particular lament to God from a man named Habakkuk. Um, During my studies in the last few weeks, I've uh, really enjoyed getting to hear someone speak on this book. Uh, It might be one that you're completely unfamiliar with. I certainly wasn't familiar with it before I heard it talked about. So he was a prophet in the Old Testament of the Bible, and he perseveres in coming to God with his hurt and his plea for justice. And he's doing this in the context of watching his home and his people completely destroyed and conquered. And this is what he says to God. How long do I have to cry out for help before you listen? How many times do I have to yell help murder police before you come to the rescue? Why do you force me to look at evil, stare trouble in the face day after day? Anarchy and violence break out, quarrels and fights all over the place, law and order fall to pieces, justice is a joke. I wonder how many times these have been my words to God. I wonder how many times these may have been your words to God. And then Jesus says something that is music to our ears. You ready? God is nothing like the unjust judge. In verse 7, he says, And will not God bring about justice for his chosen ones who cry out to him day and night? Will he keep putting them off? I tell you, he will see that they get justice and quickly. God is nothing like the unjust judge, and I want to make this really, really clear because Jesus uses parables a lot in how he he interacts with people, and quite often what he does is he's actually trying to tell us that two things are similar to each other, so he says something like, the kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed, or the kingdom of heaven is like treasure in a field. But that's not what he is doing in this particular parable in Luke 18. Instead, Jesus is contrasting God and the judge. He's not saying that they're like one another. He's saying they are completely unlike each other. God stands in complete contrast to this judge. He is not the unjust judge who needs to be pestered and worn down until he finally gives in. Jesus encourages us to persevere in prayer but we should be careful not to confuse this with repetitious prayer. What's the difference? It's to do with the attitude because we're not aiming to wear God out. Um, At the service this morning, there's a talk for um, the kids and families, and we were all asked if we've ever uh, been in the situation where we've just kept saying, you know, Mom, 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 or Dad, 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 and kept persisting and asking for something. And uh, I'm sure it would be the same here, but pretty much everyone, you know, put up their hand. Yeah, we've all done it. Well, with God, we don't need to, because He isn't forgetful, He hasn't simply forgotten us or worse, not even listened to us. He wants us to come to him in prayer and he wants us to continue to come in prayer and turn to him in faith when we aren't seeing those prayers answered. Jesus says that persevering in prayer is faithfulness and it's because behind the action of persevering is the belief that God is a God of justice. He hears us and He will answer us. I'm going to say that bit again. Behind the action of persisting in prayer is the belief that God is a God of justice. He listens to us and He will answer us. Repetition, on the other hand, is this vain hope that we will wear Him out. We are called to persevere in prayer, but not to be repetitious in prayer. Jesus describes the judge in this story as unjust. He neither feared God or cared what people thought. The widow keeps coming to him with her plea Grant me justice. She keeps coming, and the judge keeps refusing. But finally, the judge says to himself, even though I don't fear God or care what people think, yet because she keeps bothering me, I will see that she gets justice so that she won't eventually come and attack me. The judge grants her justice, but he does it for all the wrong reasons. We don't get the sense that he is doing what is right or good, no motivation of mercy or compassion no desire to honour God or show respect to people. God is nothing like the unjust judge. And we can see this all throughout the Bible. Um, I've just taken one example from Psalm 86, verse 5 to 7, which says, You, Lord, are forgiving and good, abounding in love to all who call to you. Hear my prayer, Lord, listen to my cry for mercy. When I am in distress, I call to you because you answer me. The widow in Jesus' story approaches the judge as her last resort. She faces the most impossible and unlikely situation Jesus' followers and the other people that heard this story would have been absolutely amazed that this widow got justice. It's not how they would have expected the story to end. In contrast to this, Jesus tells us that we can expect and we should expect God to answer with justice. So why do we so often hesitate to come before him to pray for justice, to pray that his kingdom would come, that his will would be done, that he would make things in this world right? Why is God so often our last resort when he should be our first? We are not like the helpless widow, at least not in terms of her... uh, status as an outcast in her society. We are told that we are God's beloved children and that he is just and compassionate and he cares deeply for us. Jesus does tell us though that we're meant to be like the widow in terms of how she depends entirely on this judge and casts all her hope on him. And his point is that if she can do this with an unjust judge, how much more should we do this when we relate to a good and fair God who loves us? Well, what does this actually look like practically? Well, just a couple of ideas, and and I'd love to chat with you about it afterwards, uh, if you have the energy. (laughs) Uh, an example for me, I made a habit a few years ago um, that when I have a catch-up with a close friend and we spend hours talking about the different things in our lives, we don't just, you know, say goodbye and head on our ways, but we sit and we pray together about the stuff we've talked about. Sometimes it's little, you know, sort of personal things. Sometimes it's bigger things that are going on in our, in our families or our churches, Sometimes it's really big things that are going on in our world that we really feel are weighing on our heart. This morning someone told me that they're going on a prayer walk tomorrow. They're going to walk around our community and pray as they feel led by God. Maybe for you it's simply getting to know a little bit more about what's going on in the world so you can bring those things to God and pray about them. I'd like to turn now to think briefly just about the power of this persistence in prayer. Because surely if Jesus encourages us that we need to pray and not give up, it's because he actually thinks it will achieve something, that something will happen. Persevering in prayer is a result of believing that God listens and he will answer us. As we um, already saw tonight, prayer is mentioned constantly throughout the Bible. And a couple of examples are um, a man named James who writes that prayer is powerful and effective. Another man, John, encourages us that God hears and responds. You might be familiar with an organization called CMS, the Church Missionary Society. Uh, They're one of our mission partners and I worked uh, in their office for about three years in Victoria. And part of my job, I got to read all these amazing stories about what God was doing around the world uh, in the lives of these different missionaries. And I just want to share one with you uh, about two women who persisted in pursuing what God had called them to. Hilda and her friend Lily had been called to Nepal in the same year. It was 1933. But God had his own timetable, and they were not allowed to even enter Nepal for another 17 years. So they waited, and they waited along the borders of Nepal on the trade route between Nepal and India. And as they waited there, many Gurkhas and Nepalese people were able to hear the good news from these two women. At the same time, they opened a medical clinic, as one of them was a doctor, and they served the physical needs of these people. And they encouraged and shared the Gospel. And many of those people then went back to Nepal, to their homes, as changed people. And there were other Christians that God was setting strategically along this border. And finally, in 1951, The country allowed Christian missionaries to start coming in. This was 17 years after these women first went to Nepal because they felt God had called them. Jesus assures us that God listens and that he will bring justice. But I get so frustrated so often because God seems to take his time I want him to change my situation now. I want him to change the situation of the people I'm praying for now. And I'm sure in the case of these two women who went to Nepal, 17 years did not seem like a quick response. I'm sure it would have caused them to doubt. I'm sure there were many times that they were question: what on earth are we even doing here? I'm sure there were many times when they felt like they should just give up and hop on a plane and come back. And it makes me think about all those prayers that I've prayed to God that he hasn't answered. What about the things that I've prayed for for more than 10 years and there just doesn't seem to be any change? And I cry out to God day and night and I ask him to change the situation, to make it right, to bring justice, and nothing changes And I've given up on those prayers so many times. And I've given God the cold shoulder so many times. And so often I've said to him, this is too much, this is too hard. I can't do it anymore. I give up. How long, God, how long do I have to keep asking? Why is it that sometimes you respond so quickly and sometimes it feels like you don't even listen? Sometimes you take so long. What about the injustice and the brokenness that caused my heart to ache, that caused your heart to ache? How do I come to terms with the the reality that you might not even answer these prayers in my lifetime? They're not easy questions, and I'm not going to try and give some kind of simple answer to them. But there's, there's one thing that I want to say that I find really, really encouraging. And it's written in 2 Peter chapter 3, verses 8 and 9. It says this. But do not ignore this one fact, beloved, that with the Lord one day is like a thousand years and a thousand years are like one day. The Lord is not slow, about his promise, as some think of slowness. But he's patient with you, not wanting any to die, but all to come to repentance. God will bring justice, but he's going to do it according to his timing, not ours. The judge in Jesus' story doesn't even want to do it. He doesn't even want to bring justice, but God is completely committed to it. A friend of mine has um, often said that we live in a microwave society and we need to think more about being slow cookers. We so often want immediate results. You know, I think about, oh, I want to talk to somebody. What do I do? I don't sit down and compose a letter and put it in the post and wait for them to get it and read it and reply. No, I pick up my phone, I call them, I Facebook them, I text them, I email them. You know, not all of those things, but they're all options, right? So, sometimes it is all of those things. But we we want immediate results, and it's what our society sort of drills into us to expect. But God doesn't work like this. God is patient in bringing about justice. And it's because he knows that ultimately that comes at the end of time when Jesus comes back to judge. God is patient in bringing about justice and making things in this world right because he wants as many people as possible to know him and turn to him and be saved. And the reason I find that so encouraging is because when I think about the things that I've been praying for for more than 10 years, I am so glad that God is patient in bringing about justice. Throughout this story, this parable that Jesus tells us, he's challenging us to shift our focus. The important question is not, when will God do it, or why doesn't he do it sooner? We're meant to focus on the fact that he has promised that he will do it. At the end of this parable, Jesus turns the attention back on us the question that he wants us to be concerned with is whether the Son of Man will find faith when he returns. Will he find the men and women who follow Jesus persisting and persevering in their faith, regardless of how long and how hard the wait is? Jesus, in this story, makes it, So, so clear. God is nothing like the unjust judge. God is faithful. He will bring justice. The question we're left with is will we be faithful? Will we respond to God in faith? Will we persist and persevere in prayer? I'd like us to finish by um, having some time to just sit and reflect on what persevering or persisting in prayer looks like for you. And remembering that that's in the context of Jesus wanting to encourage us to be praying this particular prayer of justice, that God's kingdom would come and his will would be done. You might um, find that you'd like to just share with the person next to you um, and pray for one another. You're also very welcome to just sit and reflect on your own. Um, And it will be mentioned again later in the service, but in a little while there'll be some people sitting up at that end of the church who are more than happy to pray with you. You might not even know what to ask for, but they'll they'll still pray for you. So can I encourage you to do that? Maybe like me, it's the prayer that you have given up on bringing to God because you believe he can't or he won't answer it. Maybe it's the prayer that you didn't even bring to God because you didn't think he'd listen. Or maybe it's to ask God to help you understand more of what's going on in this world and and how you even begin to pray. For his kingdom to come, to see justice, to see things made right. In your in your home, in your school, in your workplace, in Diamond Creek, in Australia. So please take some time now and I'll bring it to a close. God, thank you that you are nothing like the unjust judge. Thank you that we don't need to try and wear you out or pester you. Thank you that you hear us when we pray. Thank you that you long to answer us and bring justice. God, would you encourage us particularly when it's really, really hard, particularly when we feel like giving up. God, would you send your Holy Spirit and and help us? Thank you that Jesus didn't pretend like it was going to be easy. Thank you that he knows firsthand just how hard it is. God, would you help us to be people who persevere in prayer? We ask that you would make things in this world right. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thanks for joining us. If you've got any questions about this podcast, connect with us on our website, stjohnsdc.org.au or at facebook.com slash stjohnsdc. Don't forget, you can join us live in Diamond Creek every Sunday at 9.30am and 6pm.